You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and this is a special show. Uh, something great. I, before I introduce who I have on the show today, I want to make a couple announcements. Number one, Hip Hop Bingo returns on Monday, March 8th. Uh, we're celebrating dynamic duos, hip hop dynamic duos like, you know, Method Man, Red Man, EPMD, Gangstar, UGK, Outcast, Mob Deep. This goes on and on. So, uh, if you're not familiar with hip hop bingo, it's a bingo game online. We should do it in person, but you know, COVID shit. Um, and, uh, instead of numbers, we have artists. Uh, we have four rounds of bingo, four challenges like trivia, dance battle, finish the rhyme, uh, guess the picture. Um, and we're going to give, we'll, we'll be giving away prizes from, uh, black home businesses only like we've been doing for the past couple of years. So make sure you get your tickets at hip hop bingo dot live, not com dot live. Get your tickets only $5 Monday, March 8th. Uh, that's at PSA number one, PSA number two, uh, do me a favor and go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a comment or review five stars. I like five stars. Five stars are always good. Uh, but be honest. Actually, no, don't be honest. Just put five stars and we'll be all right. I won't be, I won't be mad at you. It's anonymous anyway. So, but uh, without further ado, let me introduce my guest. We got SP River De Niro in the building. Well, virtually in the building, live from New York City. How you doing, girl? Hey, I'm good. A little tired, but I'm doing good. Yeah. I mean, you had me waking up at eight, eight o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This. I was like, why did I pick this time? I should have picked something way later. Um, but I'm doing good. Good, good, good. So comedian, of course, like I said, I've been focusing on, on comedians this year. Really exciting. We've had a lot of people on already. And I wanted I wanted to talk to you because I got I got to see you recently because, I mean, you moved to New York. How long ago did you move? Um, Last February. Last February? So how, how's it? Well, right before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> good timing there. <laughs> I know. I know, but I think it worked out for me, actually. Really? How so? Because like you've been to New York before, right? Or, yeah, yeah. No, well, not, not it's perform, like, but I've been I've been to shows in New York, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you have those big comedy clubs where people, you know, get passed and move up through. And so when I came here, everything was like established already. And it, you, I think, anytime you move anywhere, you're like at the bottom again. Like right. you're a new comic. Um, and then in March. I like just got here and March, everything shuts down and I'm like, Oh no. And, uh, so what happened though was like, because everything did shut down, um, some guys, some comics like brought this speaker out to, uh, this park, Washington square park. And they started doing open mics like that outside. And I was like, Oh, I can do that. So I was like, I think I was probably the second person to start doing that. And then like, I don't know. New Yorkers are just so resilient. They just start, everyone's just started bringing speakers outside and like, and we've been doing that through the winter too. Um, and then like a new comedy club opened up the tiny cupboard and, um, we were doing zoom shows and stuff. And they asked me if they wanted, if I wanted to bring my zoom show to their rooftop in Brooklyn. And it like, I feel like mostly everyone knows me now and stuff. So I'm like, I kind of made a name for myself by getting here during COVID and like, you know, buying a speaker and bringing it out and doing mics and shows and stuff. You're, you're the speaker girl, but yeah. did, did someone actually like, you didn't, did you know anybody up there? 
So I didn't know any comics when I moved here, but then <clears throat> I was kind of, it worked. I was going out every day, you know, like hitting three, four mics mm-hmm. right when I got here. And then I met, um, so I was starting to get to know them. And then one of them told me about like, oh, there's, you know, there's Zoom comedy if you want to do that. So I was doing that. And then through the Zoom comics, I found out about my two friends that were like bringing the speaker to the park. So then I would go to that. They were doing that every day. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. And then I got my own speaker. And there were two mics then. And then more people started doing it and everything. Yeah. Wow. So when did you start? Like I met you, I think I met you last year. Yeah. When did you start? Stand up in general, uh, three yeah. years ago. Three years ago? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So did you just get, you know, get up and move to New York? You're like, oh, this Austin shit is not going to last. I didn't think so. Um, it feels like it's changing because I just visited Austin right. for like a week. Right. It is changing. Um, I am a New Yorker, though. Like I'm from upstate and I've always wanted to live in the city. So. Mm-hmm. It feels like the right move. Still, I'm like, they're very resilient. Austin's still changing and growing and stuff. But I love, like, I love New Yorkers. I love like the bad attitude, like the, <laughs> like I love the toughness of it. Like that's why my parents are from Brooklyn and stuff. So it's like, I just missed the East Coast too. Like I, I'm so happy to be here. And visiting Austin, I realized that too. I was like, oh, New York is like definitely the city for me. Yeah, I mean the, the the energy in New York is that I, I love it. I don't know about I don't know about living there. Like I know my my sister lived there for for two or three years in uh, in Harlem, and uh, yeah. it, it it is rough. But what I what I love the most about New York is uh, is the energy. Like you're walking down the street and you hear like you know different cultures, different languages. Yeah, but it's, it's all, there's always something happening. That's what I love. Like I grew up near Paris. And when you go to Paris, it's the same shit. You'd be walking around at, at two in the morning and then there's shit going on. You yeah. know, people, people dancing on the docks like at 1 a.m. dancing tango. And you're like, yeah, that will never happen in Austin. As, as cool no. as Austin is, it's like, nah. And, and the diversity too. That's, that, that's why I, I, love, I love New York City. Every time I go, every time I go, it's an adventure. Every time I go to New, yes. York, New York. That's the same reason I love it too. Like my neighborhood's so diverse, but you can go to like, and it's a huge city. Like the, there's the five boroughs, but then it's like within each one, there's like, you can get off at a different subway stop and it's kind of like a different world. And I'm like, that's so cool. So I feel like I haven't even explored the whole thing. And it's like, I've been to New York city plenty of times growing up, but I'm still like, Oh, there's so much to it. And I, yeah. And I like, I was talking to some comics the other day here about it. And I feel like because it is such a tough city, too there's something about like the stand-up i think is tougher because it's so cold and you like go out in the cold and you do stand up you have to take like the dirty subway and like there's <laughs> so many comics that it's so competitive and there's so many like just intensely like hilarious people i really i still think like we have the best comics right now i know a lot of comics from la are moving into new into austin and stuff but like the people here are just so funny and you're like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta do something. Like (laughs) you can't like relax there. You got here. You gotta like just keep working. Yeah. You gotta grind. Like, did did you know, um, how'd you get into it in the first place? 
stand up. Yeah. Um, I moved to Austin, like, I guess it was like seven years ago or whatever. I lived there for like five years. Um, cause my parents actually moved down there cause they're kind of like tired in New York and, uh, you they're quiet? <laughs> yeah, they were like, this is cause I asked them, I was like, would you ever move back? My dad was like, maybe Manhattan, if he was like rich or something, he's like, but it's just like too much most of the time. But, um, yeah, so they moved. So I got into Austin and I always loved like comedy, like improv or stand up. I started doing improv first at hideout theater in Austin. And then I kind of got, yeah, I got to this point where like, I wanted to perform every night, but then with improv, you kind of rely on other people for like your improv troupe and like people couldn't do it. Or I just wanted more. And someone was like, oh, you should do stand-up. And so I started doing stand-up at Bullstead. Yeah. That was the mic. That was, that was the yeah. mic. I've been there a few times. And it, but did you have some, like, uh, a, a comic that you're like, oh, yeah, I want to be like her or like him? I don't want to be like him, but I remember Seinfeld was always, like, my favorite. We watched him growing up. And I remember my dad watched a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like... I just remember watching a lot of stand-up when I was a kid, like Patton Oswalt and Kevin James and Seinfeld. I remember they were on a lot. And I remember being young being like, I could do that. And my dad was <laughs> like, no, it's, it's so hard. Like he knew how he was like, cause sometimes people don't understand how difficult it is. And he was like, it's so hard. They like, they've said that stuff a thousand times. Yeah. And, and I, I always wanted to do it, but I never like, I was just scared for a while. And then after doing improv, I was like, I'm going to try. And I, even the first time I did, it was awful, but I was just like, I feel like I can do this. So I've just kept at it. Do you remember your jokes the first time? Yeah, it was bad. It was Oh, like, I got to hear it now. <laughs> well, where was it? Was it here in Austin? Yeah, it was at Volstead Lounge. It was at, that was oh. my first mic. And which is cool. Cause then I ended up taking over that mic and stuff. But uh the bit was about i went to ecuador at some point like a few years ago in college and i was on a bus with these other students and we like went to this restaurant um and our tour guide was like don't eat the fish here and i like was an alcoholic at the time and i ate the fish and basically the bit was like we had to stop on the side of the road. This is a true story. We had to like stop mm-hmm. this random house in Ecuador and I like ruined their toilet. Um, and then like ran back to the bus. What it's not you, funny now. And it wasn't funny. <laughs> Hold on, what do you mean you ruined the toilet? <laughs> I had like so much diarrhea, I like broke the toilet. Oh, and <laughs> no, you know what? I asked, I asked. I'm like, yeah, you did funny. ask. I okay. was trying to protect you, but, uh, yeah. So, but it wasn't, but the thing like, I could probably make it funny now, but the, it was just so bad. I was like shaking, even though I had done improv, like stand up's different because you're just up there by yourself and like comics don't laugh and stuff. And I was just so nervous and I wasn't even up there my full time. I was just like shaking. I got off early. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such an adrenaline rush. I was like, oh, I have to do that again. I have to like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's crazy. I was, um, So last night I went to two mics here 
um, and went to the first one, there were maybe it's getting competitive now here because there's a, there's a I mean there's a mic every day now, and but more importantly, it's like they are the same. Some of them are at the same time. So if there's a new one that opens, everybody goes there, and then the list is like 25 long, but it's 50 comics yeah. show up, right? And, but meanwhile, there was another mic that missed that's maybe further away, and nobody shows up. So I went to uh, one last night at Shenanigans. I don't know if you're familiar, but anyway, I show up and there's there were four comics on the list, including myself. Yeah. And, and and one of those like you know neighborhood bars with a bunch of pool tables. People come here to play pool and eat eat nachos. Like they don't give a shit about yeah. comedy. And uh, I I went up like the first the first guy that I went up did 25 minutes. Oh my god! They didn't even give a shit. Like the host, I, I, the the, and I knew the guy, and I, and the host, like he lit him up at like, oh ten, but he kept going for another, another fifteen, and he didn't. It's too he didn't long. Care. It's too long for an open mic. You can't. Technically, it was. Much. Yeah, technically it was, but it, it was like ah, I don't give a fuck. I was probably getting paid anywhere anyway. It, it, it was, and then another guy went up. I, I did 10. I'd never done 10 before. Yeah. I did 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and, I, and I talked to this dude um, I, uh, in the bathroom. And he goes, yeah, he was in the audience. It was maybe like five people paying attention, but not really. And, uh, and, he, and I'm talking to him and he goes, well, I've, I've been here before. And, oh, my God, it is, it is horrible. Some of these people are like, <laughs> Are bad and he's like yeah there was this one guy who was obnoxious as fuck and you know it, it's not polished and i'm like dude you have you don't understand how this shit works do you like you're not gonna get polished comedy at an open mic this is what it, this is how it works you, you just have to get up there and just do it right and it's like oh well you know i was expecting i'm like don't expect anything a whole no, if it's not a show, you can't exactly. Yeah, it's not a showcase. In. Yeah, the only difference between open mic and a showcase, I guess. But the thing about those, what, and I think it's like awesome to because I'm like I got so much stage time in Austin, but I think it's like having shorter mics is beneficial because it's like okay, how many I have to try and squeeze in as many laughs as I can, right? Um, but yeah, because there have been times where like. I, yeah, I noticed that happen in Austin a lot where there would be a mic like that that people didn't go to and it's like you would get 10 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I don't think that's good because it's like you can, I think, to I don't know, just running an open mic and stuff. It's like you kind of want to keep it moving and like if you're a good host, you can keep it fun. You know, that's because I've seen, I don't know, here I've seen so many hosts that like they keep it so fun. And like, even if it is an open mic, they'll like come back and reset the room. Um, I don't know. It really pushes it though. But yeah, I don't know. We usually do like, so I remember in Austin sets were like three, four minutes usually, which yeah. I, I think every time length is good for whatever or if you get 10 minutes too it's like you can work on a longer story or whatever mm-hmm. but uh i feel like here we usually get five and then yeah you kind of i like it though because you kind of can chunk stuff well yeah are you um have you met anybody up there 
like you know big comics who are you trying to get to this yeah scene? um mateo lane yeah, did my yeah. show a few times yeah really and uh yeah he's all i love him and ronnie chang did my show which was amazing i didn't i wasn't sure if he was gonna come uh and i met roy wood jr in brooklyn mm -hmm. and um then there's like other names that aren't like uh that aren't as big but still you know like work in comics um I'm trying to think i feel like i've met so many it was funny so i was doing that mic in the park mm -hmm. my friend's mic and there's this guy and this girl they're sitting there and like i didn't know the lady and but they were telling me they're like oh she's a seller comic and the guy i had no idea because he had like a mask and glasses on Mm -hmm. and uh i did my set and then i just left and they were like flipping out they're like oh it was louis ck and i was like why did no one tell me to like say like because he was louis giving people yeah he was giving people like tips after and there were like six of us and it was so funny because that open mic it used to be like six to ten people and then after that like 40 comics showed up like i think they were <laughs> hoping he would come back i was like you idiots like he's not gonna just come back but if you walk down McDougal Street is where like the cellar is and the other the village on comedy the clubs. Yeah. Like so you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's a lot of big names that still hang out there that you can see just like chilling. Like Hassan Minaj, I saw walking in the street. I didn't get to talk to him, but it's like you get to see these big people around. Like they're just out and about. Did did anybody um like when you first when you first get started, well, actually, when you first start start getting uh you know getting some traction, is there any like politics to it? Like you know, competing mics, think, competing showcases, and people like, oh, we'll never book you, and that that kind of not stuff? as much because Austin can kind of be like that actually, yes, where our first it's kind of toxic, and uh, I never liked that, and I then I thought. So I moved to New York and I came into the scene very tough. I was like, I don't want anyone to mess with me. But then it was like, everyone was so nice, <laughs> like genuinely, which was weird. I was like, what? And then I haven't really seen that, to be honest, like, um, which is funny because you would have expected like more competition. But I think it's like people might be more secure in themselves or I don't know. I think like. I'm sure there is some of that, mm -hmm. but I just haven't seen it so far. And the scene is so big. I think like two, there's just, there's not time for it because there are so many mics here and we start during the day. Um, and people are always doing something like after this, like a couple of friends, like comics are coming over to do a sketch, but then we have like a mic in the park at four or whatever. And then like, you have shows after that, but we'll do mics during the day. I'm just like, it's, I think it's like too busy for that negative, like anything kind of toxic like that. It's like people don't have time for it, mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah. Hell yeah. But you know, here it is like, and it, it is, it's, it's not new, but it's, no. it's getting to a point where, I mean, from what I heard, from what I heard, and it, it sucks because you're like, look, we're all in the same boat here. You know, I know it's, it's competitive and, you know, you'll get bumped and, uh, 
know, some people will just show up whatever all the comics that that come out here from Chicago, from LA, from New York. Uh, but see, getting bumped is not cool either. Like I notice people here really keep it like it's like okay, this is a bucket, or mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like people get really get bumped like that. It does, it feels more fair overall, even if you're like even big comics that like there's this comic who's passed to the cellar he came to my open my uh nico white i think his last name is but he came by and he was just like just like he just wanted to be treated like any other comic you know and i'm like oh wait. he's been doing it for so long and whatever but i was like that's cool like people are more humble about it but uh, yeah the toxicity in austin was part of why i was like I'm going to leave because I, I don't like that. And I, I don't like how, but I think too, there is a difference in the South where people are more passive aggressive than <laughs> people in New York. You can, I have gone off on comics here and they like respect me, you know, like they think if you do that down South, people don't like that where they're like, wow, she's being aggressive. But in New York, it's normal. Cause yes. I, like some comics have been like, not even like dicks, but they're just like annoying. I'm like, what is your problem? And then we're still like friends after, you know, it's like, oh yeah, she's just, that's just how she communicates. It's like more direct. And uh, so I think there's that too, where people don't like, 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 I feel like if you're going to talk shit here, people are like, well, go tell him what you just said. Like, go tell, you know, it's like, like very yeah, direct, be real. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely true. And, and I think there's a, it's a mentality thing. You're right. It's a mentality thing. New York people are more straight, more direct, don't give a fuck. And the idea of busting balls, I think, came from there. <laughs> it did, yeah. I'm sure, sure it came from there. Like when you have like millions of people in this tiny island and yeah. you're <laughs> stack on top of each other and you're yeah. cold together, you're hot together, you're going to talk some shit. And, and if you can't take it, you're not meant, I don't think you're meant to do it. If you can't, you can't take a joke or you're too thin-skinned. I'm like, look, this is, this is harsh. This, 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 this is harsh, but down here, um, and, 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 and it's even in terms of the audience too, like depending on the material you're trying to do, I'm sure I, I've seen um, like New York comics, you know, come down here and perform in front of, in front of an Austin audience. And it's not the same vibe. No. You know, some of the, some of the jokes, if you know, you can do, uh, you know, I mean, abortion jokes or rape jokes or whatever. It, it won't, it's, it's not the same. Because sometimes the intensity, I'm glad, like, you know, I've been in Austin and then did New York. Because sometimes it's like in New York, you can be really aggressive and it's fine. But then in Austin, it's like you got to scale it back a little bit. You can't be like as intense because they're like, whoa, we're just <laughs> having a nice day. Like, we don't want to be. Yeah, because Southerners are very different, but um, and it's yeah. Austin. It's, it's it's PC. It's liberal. It's all those things. So don't. Yeah, you can't don't, don't joke about pushing that. Yeah, like I have a I have a joke about my uh, my son being a school shooter, becoming a school shooter. Yeah, <laughs> which style? And I'm like, I've I've done it. I've, of course, I've done it in front of in front of comics, and I I got laughs. And when I did it in front of people they're like hey i'm like god really i think i think it's hilarious but i, I, I still think you should do it I, i'm still i'm keeping it fuck that i'm keeping it i don't i don't yeah. care it, but because like i i grew up with um listening to new york comics the whole time 
Like I yeah. used to watch, and I said this on the show before, but I used to watch Tough Crowd. Tough Crowd was my reference. Right, right. So, you know, the Jim Norton, Ridge Foss, Robert Kelly, all those guys. Uh, Boston, Boston and New York comics were like my shit. And so yeah. I'm, I'm used to that. And that's the kind of humor I kind of cultivated for myself. And even in person, that's how I am. And But for some people, it's still kind of, eh. And I'm like, no. But man. I like, but even if you are direct like that, it was funny because I was watching that Patrice O'Neill documentary yeah. on Comedy dope. Central. That's so dope. And, uh, and it's like how he was with his friends and stuff. The thing is, like, you can roast your friend. Like, I feel like I have more genuine friends here. Like, I have met some of the best people. And I think they all kind of watch out for you because it's like, it is such a tough city. So then, and it's like crime is going up in New York and stuff too. So everyone's like, oh, let me know when you get home and stuff. I just never had that in Austin. And it's like, we can be really rough on each other and roast each other and stuff. But I'm like, I feel like New Yorkers can come off as cold, but I'm like, but they're very loving and direct. It's like, they just don't have time for any bullshit, you know? Because I, I feel like that, like me and my buddy were talking about the documentary and he was like, it reminds me like, he's like, when you see them younger, he's like, that reminds me of us like hustling and going from Mike to Mike in New York. And like, it is different. Like, I just like it here. I like that. I just love the intensity of it. Some days it's, it's exhausting. Like you come home exhausted, but yeah, I love, I love it here. Do you live in a city? I live in Queens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you, as far as I'm trying to remember your your set right? <laughs> that I that I saw at a at Shakespeare, but I'm forgetting. Um, but you, do you do controversial controversial type of material? Yeah, my stuff can be pretty dark. I, did, I, I remember it being dark, but I don't remember specific uh, specific bits. I don't want to give I don't want to give anything away. But like, do you do you feel like you're you're getting uh, a whole lot more done in terms of writing now that you, now that you're up th- up there? Yeah, I am because I can feel like I'm like from here too. I know I'm not. I didn't live in the city as a kid, but I'm like. I have the, I, I do have that mentality just because my parents are from Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. they thought you can like hear the city going crazy right now. Um, what is that? It's sirens and stuff. That's New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would talk to my sister and be like, what's going on? I said, oh no, the cops outside. Somebody got shut down a block. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just normal. You're just like, you're, at first you're like horrified when you move here. And then you're like, like some, like we were all joking, like somebody jumped on the tracks a couple of weeks ago and we're like, couldn't they have killed themselves another way? Like we're trying to get from another part of the city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was how, like mad. <laughs> how long does it take for someone to go, oh, that, and you, they start looking at their watch like, motherfucker, it, it doesn't take three minutes to get a body off a track. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, I need yeah, to get like, to work. some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's just mad. Uh, no, what was I saying? No, yeah, my stuff is dark. Um, but I've gotten more confident too. I feel yeah, very definitely. confident on stage. Definitely. So I, I'm like way looser. I think it's like being in my home state and then feeling like you can go darker here. And it's like, that's hard to do in Austin. I think it, it can be done obviously, but like, um, yeah, I love here. You can, 
say whatever. So it's like I've, I've built confidence because I'm like, oh, people aren't going to judge me for this joke, you know. You do some crowd work as well. Yeah, my crowd work's gotten a lot better. I think it's just part of like getting comfortable on stage, yeah. and then like just every set, I try to do a little bit. Um, but I realized it was just funny because I did a set last night. I did this show. And uh, this girl after was like, did you, she was like, did you plan? Like, um, I just like riffed on her and her boyfriend a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I just kind of look at how you guys seem like how y'all are feeling. And I'll joke about that. Like, if you look happy, I'm like, oh, it must be nice to be in a good relationship or whatever. Like, or if they look mad, I'm like, oh, ugh. you know, I'll kind of just talk about whatever. But it's gotten way easier. I think it's part of that, too, is just being more comfortable. I definitely, man. I'm I, I'm tr- I'm trying to do that more. I'm trying to get more uh, flexible with my jokes because my the issue I had even back then when I um, when I met you was that I I felt too scripted. Yeah. To, to where I wasn't. Um, I wanted to get to my jokes, but I didn't really take in any of the audience's vibe i guess like i there was no pauses i was just like i just got to get through it because when i write yeah i write full on paragraphs and then i just dissect it and you know cut it up and move things around but in my head i'm like i know some of the words i want to hit and but if it felt so much like a script and now i've gotten to well i'm still working on it but it's gotten better to where i can be i can be distracted by something or by something in the audience or uh something i said and then that makes me go left yeah, you know, and so uh, it it it's the process, and I I I enjoy the shit out of it. It it, it it's a, it's a lot of fun. But going back to New York, uh, I need to get this fucking mouse and rat thing under control. <laughs> Seriously, I, I was there. I was there last February, actually. Oh where, yeah, the rats. Um, yeah, it, it's we we rented. So my my brother got married in New York. Uh, in fe- it, uh, the day before no right after um uh, valentine's day yeah and at first uh, we were like dude who the fuck gets married in new york the day before valentine's day yeah 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 in february like that that makes it's cold as fuck it's horrible yeah it's bad and and, you know and covid hit a few weeks later so i was like man you must have known something that we didn't know because yeah (laughs) yeah and so we we rented an airbnb on the uh on the upper east side yeah <laughs> exactly and it's, it's all of us it's my entire family and it was it was cheap it was well located and then we we walk in there and i, I kid you not, it's one of those like i don't know how they build apartments but it feels like okay they have this much space and then they just cut it up in different rooms so you end up with yeah. like a bunch of small rooms the dude had a little basement that he turned into a couple other rooms downstairs and uh we walk in there's no tv we walk in, and first thing we see is me, my dad, and my sister. We see a mouse just running down the steps. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh, so this is this shit is real. I mean, I know you saw you saw it on the street, but you're like, I didn't know it was that big of a problem. Where it's it's, it's literally so bad. everywhere. My dad, in in in, uh, in great African fashion, took his shoe off and flunked his shoe at the mouse and hit it first hit. Wow, First that's hit. crazy! I'm like, you're as African, you're an African <laughs> motherfucker. That was, dope. and then we kept seeing them just pop out of nowhere. We had, we had like, you know, 
the people who uh, like pest control, or whatever comes to it, like look, yeah, can't do shit. That's it, terrible. It, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, they take over. They're all over the subways. Like, they're my apartment's good. I remembered I was pissed because I live in like a nice neighborhood in Queens, and uh, so they're telling me like when I moved in here, they're like, yeah, there's no roaches, and I like move in, there's roaches. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I was so pissed. And then I realized too, because I like I do try to keep it really clean and everything. And I'm like, where the hell are they coming from? And I went to take out my trash, and there's like this chute everybody puts their trash into, and there's just like they're all living in there, and it's like across from my door. And I was so pissed. I feel like they're living where? Yeah, in the chute. No, it's a chute, like a trash chute. Oh, they were shoot. living in oh, where you like dump the. Yeah, so it like. So they're all just like living in there and the super like didn't care for a while until I like freaked out. I was like, this is unacceptable. Like I just went nuts and was like calling like the people that own this place and I just wouldn't leave them alone. I was just like swearing at people in good New York fashion. And then finally it got cleared up, but it's like, it's such a, cause then one of my friends came over and she lives in Harlem and she was like, yeah, it's New York. There's going to be roaches everywhere. And I was like, no, like, not this apartment. <laughs> not here. I hated that. I was like, it's so gross. But it's been under control. But then I'm like, in the spring, they'll probably come back. So. Yeah, my sister had one at her apartment. She, she named him Jerry because he stayed for so long. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so the mouse is running around. Like, oh, there, there goes Jerry. But to the fridge right there. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen mice. I've seen seen it all. Not in the. I haven't seen rodents in the apartment. Knock on wood. But you see them out all over the place. Do you, do you get to do any? I mean, do you uh, go around and uh, like just hang out in New York, or that's all you do? Are you even working? So I'm on unemployment. I was a substitute teacher here. I got in, mm-hmm. and then I I got COVID Ooh. as a sub. So then I qualified for unemployment and uh, yeah. So I've just been collecting unemployment and doing stand-up. Uh, and I'm like, I don't even want to go back to the department of education. Like I could like reapply and do all that and like get back in. But I'm just like, some of my friends were like, we're too far in. Like we have to just do stand-up. So I think like, if anything, maybe I would teach kids how to do like art or teach them Spanish or something like tutor someone's mm-hmm. kid in Manhattan or something. But, uh, I'm like, I really don't want to work, work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work, work. <laughs> hey, that, that sounds about right. As a comic, it's like, you got to dive in all the way or it, it's just not gonna Not going to happen. When, yeah. When I, you have to. When I, uh, the first open mic I ever, I ever did was, I don't know, like, eight years ago something like that yeah and um i went up with john stringer i don't know if you know who john stringer is i i don't know him oh oh he, he headlines all over um pretty much the southwest yeah uh, well over the country now actually but anyway and we it was his first it was our first time and uh he kept going and now that's where it's at and i'm like i have a job <laughs> so, I know you have to kind of, cause I quit my job in Texas, like, cause I was teaching full time mm-hmm. and I remember it, my family being like, yeah, you can do comedy and do, but I was like, they don't get it. You have, you can't like, 
because I would be so exhausted. I'd go into work. I would have to be there by seven and then all day. And it was like, I start as I was doing stand up more, I was like, I don't care about teaching. Like, I just don't. And I was like, it was just funny because my principal, uh, I just started to just like not care. And then I went in to resign and he was like, and everyone's always like, oh, don't tell, you know, don't tell anyone at school that you're a comedian or whatever. And I go in to resign and he's like, but why? Like, he's like, we really want you to stay like, you know, and finish out the year. And, um, I was like, I was just, I was like, I don't know why I just told him, I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. And, and he was like, Oh, go do that. Like he was such a cool. And I kind of needed oh, wow. that at that time. Cause my parents were like, yeah, he prevented me. Cause you can get like penalized and not be able to teach anywhere for like a year if you quit mid, but he kind of, he got me to uh, not get penalized. Cause he was like, yeah, if that's your dream, then like go chase your dream dream. Cause that's, I, then I wouldn't have been able to get the job in New York if, if I had gotten penalized. So it all right. worked out. And if I hadn't gotten the job here, I wouldn't have gotten unemployment. So it's like everything worked out, but, um, my and I needed to it too. <laughs> yeah, my, goal, <laughs> my, uh, but my parents were like not supportive at all at first. And I realized now I'm like, it was kind of crazy. Cause I just moved out here with no job. I like quit Mm-hmm. my job in texas and i was just like i'm going to new york in a couple of weeks and they were like what like and they were like what do you mean like it was just I'm so young. crazy wanna, to them it's my dream yeah i want to yeah that's that's what it is i mean i realize that you know that like the more you think about it the less you're going to do it if you really want to jump in like I, I met this kid actually at the show i did at the the, the mic i did last night there was a kid that was sitting there he was laughing at all my jokes. And at the end of the set, at the end of my set, he came to me and he was like, yeah, I just got here from Dallas and I always wanted to do comedy. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, don't fucking think. Don't think. Do it. Yeah. Dude, that's the only place. And I was last. And I, and even the, 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 the host was like, uh, Hey, anybody else want to go up? Go up? I'm like, dude, you missed an opportunity. You could have gotten up there and, and done it. Yeah. And he ended up coming to the next mic and he did four minutes. That's and great. It, it was actually on one end. I'm like, man, this is getting the the barrier of entry is so small that anybody off the street can can get on the mic and yeah. start talking shit and and crack jokes or or just talk, right? And so it's it's it is going to get to a point where like everybody's a comic, just like everybody yeah. has a podcast now. Everybody's everybody's a yeah, comic. but not not everyone's a comic. Cause you can say that, but it's like, there are people that don't. Cause oh, as the, I haven't even been in it that long, I've been in it like three years, but I've seen people quit or I've seen mm-hmm. comics that say they're comics go up, but they, you know, like I remembered, uh, I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee with Seinfeld and he, you like, you, I think you always worry a little bit about your competition and stuff and like, you know, and then you're like, oh, this person has this, or they have the connections. But like Seinfeld was saying, like the comedy ecosystem always cleans itself. Like it, oh, in front of a crowd, you can't you can't deny like who's funny because it's like how many laughs somebody gets. And I was like, that's so true. Like I feel like comedy is pretty fair to be honest. I mean, in Austin, I didn't really feel like that with opportunity at the time when I was there. I felt like there were very funny people that weren't getting 
opportunities. But in New York, I'm like, it feels very fair where it's like you get, if you're funny, you get booked, you know, there's like no questions asked. You see who's working. Um, but yeah, I don't think of everyone as a comic that's just like does stand up. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But it, it, it really opens up the field. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, with, uh, with COVID and people were like, Oh, I'm going to pick up something else. I'm just saying like the, the, the bear of entry is, is very, is very small at this point. And yeah, it is, com- com- sure. I, I really do think that comedy is bigger than ever now. Just, yeah. like, just like you had, I mean, you, you know, I've said it many, said this many times, you know, Rogan is here now. So it's like, everybody like, Oh shit, I, I can do what he does. Maybe not on this level just yet, but you know, if I grind, if I work, if I show up, if I get on stage and yeah, yeah, it could, it could happen. It could happen for me. And so it's one of those, things, especially in times of crisis, like we just had, actually, we just we still have, you know, people look for a way to, you know, to escape and, and to laugh. I mean, we've had a sh- shitty year. Um, yeah. And this one is not starting so well either. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> at all. At all. And so you're like, well, you know, what's left? And comedy shows are now like booked. And people will come out, and if 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 you're not into, if you get to a point where you you're not into, I just want to go to a bar and drink. Like, okay, I, I can do that and still get some laughs in. So a lot of shows get get a lot of uh, a lot of people showing up, which is great. Which is great. Yeah, that is good. What um, I forgot what I was going to ask. Uh, so outside of that, do you go around New York? Do you visit? Or do you, are you? What do you do for fun? Like- I don't really. I hate when people ask that. I get all nervous. I'm like, "Uh, uh, what do I do? Yeah, like, (laughs) like, what else? I'm like, what else is there? I I really don't. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'll hang out. It's always with comics. I feel like my best friends are comics that live here. Mm -hmm. Um, What do we do? I've gone around to other boroughs and stuff. Uh, I really like, yeah, I do love like exploring. I mean, especially so it is usually like if I'm going to a new open mic or something, I like checking out that part of town because it's like somewhere I haven't seen. I like since I've moved here, I'm like, oh, I know New York so well now and how to get around and everything. Um, I like that. I I like going to, uh, you know, just different boroughs. What do I do for fun? You put me on the spot here. I uh, I know. I just okay, do comedy. Uh, 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 <laughs> come on, now. There's, there's more to people to, to you, and I think to than what you do. I think, but okay. But are, are you dating out there? Are you dating comics since you're hanging out? No, with them? I'm. I'm just. I'm like, because I went through a breakup when I moved here, so I'm kind of like taking a lot of time for myself. Um, which is good. I mean, it's like you want to, at some point I want to date, but then I'm like, I moved out here for stand up. Like I'm just trying to grind right now. And it's, it's like, it does, it's not this, obviously it's not the same, but I'm like, our friend group is so good mm-hmm. that, and none of them, none of us are dating. Uh, so it's like the, so it's like the people I went to Austin with, um, those are like my best friends. So I feel like, will be like, okay, what are we doing today? We got to write. And it's, it's very competitive getting into open mics too. So we're kind of like sign up for this mic at this time. You have to like free sign up. So we're just kind of like helping each other out right now. And, uh, 
I don't know. You, I hang out with those guys a lot, so it's like it's do working. Write, do you write with them? Would you run your sometimes? Yeah, sometimes we'll just sit quietly and like write. Um, and then we try to help each other. Like, oh, that would be a good tag, or whatever. We'll listen to each other's sets, or it's like, oh, you should have said that slower, or like mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that is very helpful. And I feel like they're all very talented and hard. But I really like, uh, especially this year. Well, when I got here, I was like, I don't want any bullshit, you know? So I, I feel like the people I'm surrounding myself with, I'm like, I just want winners. And I see like these guys that are working really hard. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to be around that, you know, like just like constant grinding. And, and I feel like people really look up to me. They're like, oh, you're always working. Um, so I'm like, I'm just trying to surround myself with that. Like I'm nice to everybody, but I'm like I, the people I hang out with, I'm like, Oh, this person's very talented and the way they work. I like that. So I'm trying to just stay around that and then go see, you know, like shows with big comics on. I think for fun, sometimes I'll go watch a comedy show. It's still kind of working though. Uh, but I'm like, I want to see like, cause there's a big difference between someone who's done it for only a couple of years to like 10 plus, you know, oh, yeah, have, yeah. So always trying to watch comedy i'll go running i like running uh, <laughs> uh i like to eat i like yeah i like to i like I to sleep eat sometimes like yeah <laughs> the drinks are are good well i do paint um but that's not really for fun i just like i sell paintings sometimes oh yeah i mean you don't you have i, I think you gotta have you don't have to, but uh, you know something else because it, can, it I'm sure it can get overwhelming as as much as you love it, and as 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 hard as it is because yeah, it is a grind. You got you got to hit like four mics a day, and like I'm not I'm not even doing. I might hit maybe like five a week, but you know I have responsibilities and all that. I'm a dad. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But uh, uh, like no Tinder, Bumble. You haven't tried any of those things just for the fuck of it. No not interested i i people will be like you should get on there and i'm like no i'm like doing stand-up right now dude i did i joined recently yeah it is fucking weird that's the thing too is i'm like i know pretty quickly if i'm gonna like someone or not Uh so it feels like a huge waste of my time like in austin i was doing that a little bit and i would meet up with someone and be like Oh, this is immediately no. Like, I'm not gonna want to date this person, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't want to waste their time. I'd be like, well, I gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, I just hate. I don't like the apps, and I do think like eventually, I feel like I would have to date a comic too, because then they they understand like the grind and like that, that, that's and true. going out. Yeah, there there's some famous you know comic couples. You know, Bonnie and Rich, uh, Tom and Christina. You know, there's a few. There, there's a few out there, but like I, I just, it, it was weird to me because I don't, I don't like the concept of a date is is weird to me because we don't, yeah. we, we don't have that in France where I grew up. It doesn't exist. Like the whole idea of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you out and I'm gonna come pick you up and I'm gonna open yeah. the door and weird. We're gonna go eat and we're gonna go to the movies and I'm, I'm gonna stretch and put my arm behind your behind your back <laughs> i'm like no we don't we don't do that shit so to to be on to be on an app and just shopping for humans left and right it's 
I hate it. No, I, and the the part that I I really don't like is all these girls on there have the same. It's the same shit that they write. Yeah, it's the same yeah. shit. I'm into hiking and brunch yeah. and wine and, tacos, and coffee yeah, and yeah. tacos. I'm a dog mom and I like hiking and the outdoors. I'm like, bitch, can you have something stand out? Yeah, I I don't like it for that reason. I've like, I think dating is weird too because it's like there's this weird expectation. You meet this stranger and it's like, oh, we might be a couple. And I'm like, whenever I meet someone, it's like a clean slate. And I feel like in the past, I've ended up just like dating a friend, which isn't, doesn't always work out for the best, but it's like, I'd rather like get to know someone without any like expectations. You know, I, I hate dates too. I'm like, it's so weird. And like, I've never, and I used the dating apps before. And I'm like, the only good thing that came out of the dating apps is I met one of my best friends. We were both just like, oh, we're just friends. You know, we just like felt like, there wasn't any connection, but I talk to that guy like every day, but I'm like, I don't, I've never met anyone on the dating apps that I have, like I really liked or anything. But even just going without expectation is not even a, is a hard thing to do because yeah. it, it, it's really like, when I try to explain that to my friends back in France and they go, so you, you, you meet up and then, you you there's all these things you're quote unquote supposed to do because you're putting your 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 best you know uh what's the word um you basically you're basically interviewing for a job so you're putting your best foot forward whatever yeah. you're presenting to that other person is not necessarily real not necessarily it's actually most of the time fake. yeah fake and and you're just posing and you're not exposing it, any of the flaws you have. If you're an asshole, you're not going to be an asshole on the date and everything you fucking do is open to interpretation. That dude, exactly. When you were just saying right now, if you're an asshole, that's the thing too. It's like, I don't like that. I don't like when someone's a douche or whatever. So I'm like, I really want to see someone like, cause it's like, if you're on a date, obviously like I want to get laid. So it's like, you're going to be nice, you know? Yeah. So it's like, so, but I'm like, I want to see that person around other people. Like, how do you treat other people? Who are your mm -hmm. friends? You know, but it's like on a date, it's just you and that person. I, I'm probably never going to, I don't think I'm ever going to use a dating app again. I just won't. I'm like, I'll, I'm like, I'm grinding. I'm like, whatever. I kind of keep saying to like, as I've gone through like my move here and like the working things, I'm like, Whatever, like, I feel like the universe is like helping me get through my life. I'm like, whenever I'm ready for it, you know, like the right person will come and I'll figure it out. You know, I really believe that. So I'm just like, I'm not, sometimes I'll be bummed out about it. And I'm like, oh, I do want to find my person. But then it's like, I, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. I, comedy just always comes first and has to. Yeah, it, it, it does. The universe speaks to you directly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that power. Fuck. Well, not directly. Sometimes I'm like, what's happening? But it's been working out so far. No, it, it is it, it is weird. I mean, and, and now that I um uh that I have a kid, a three year old, and he's in my jokes. I talk about him yeah. in, in my jokes. And I'm like, Yeah, one of these days I mean I don't I don't know what's what's gonna happen. I mean I'm doing this, I, I, I enjoy the shit out of it and I don't know what'll come out of it, but you know whatever 
but you know, it doesn't, he doesn't understand shit right now, but when he does, right. it, it, it's all, and it's weird when, uh, I've always wondered what it's like when you're, you're doing material about your own family or about, you know, your friends and how they live it. If, especially if yeah. they're, not, they're not comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you talk about your family and your shit? I have, um, and it got easier because, like I said, my parents are from New York, but they moved to Austin. And just, I think over time, you just get more confident. But moving to New York, I got more confident. And, like, I think I've talked more about my family here. I've gotten much more, like, all of my jokes are much more honest now. It's, like, things that happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, my parent, my mom had seen my stand up in Austin and she was like, I don't talk like that, you know? And like, I'm like, mom, it's just a joke. Like I exaggerate things, you know? And, uh, so, but I don't, I feel a lot more free here now. Cause I'm like, they're not going to see my stand up for a while. And, uh, I don't know. I think sometimes people can get annoyed, but I'm like, if it's funny, you gotta say it. If it's funny. That's, that's all it comes down to. You know, yeah. uh, Patrice had a, rest in peace, had a, um, uh, a th- not a theory, I think uh, the idea that a funny joke and an unfunny joke come from the same place. Yeah. But you never know until it hits or doesn't hit yeah. until it comes out. You, you never know. But so you're never, you can't knock someone's attempt at being funny. It can totally bomb. No, you can't. You can't, and and so how how do you how do you navigate like social media world? You- um, so I've been trying to like up my social media game because I feel like not that people didn't. I people in Austin cared, but in New York, they're like, you got to post every day, yeah. and it's a pain. Like, I don't really like looking at other people's stuff because I don't like feeling like I get like you know, it's competitive and you're like, how, how they got on this show? And I did it. And it's like, I don't, I try not to really look at other people's social media, but I try, like, I do try to post something every day or get content out or like a photo. And I've noticed like my Instagram following has gone way up and then Twitter, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, but it's like, you got to post every day and then, you know, but it's like, it can be exhausting too, all of that stuff. I don't really use Facebook anymore. I feel like I just—it's like mostly I don't Instagram. I, I, I don't yeah, I, I just do Instagram. I, I get on on Twitter just to follow whatever, whatever is yeah, whatever is trending or whatever the hell. But I, to me, it's it's even Instagram. I don't think I'm that active on it because I have other stuff. I mean, I have the, I have this podcast. I got the hip hop bingo thing. I'm I feel like I'm juggling twenty five different things. Yeah, but it's like it's one of those things. Like you go, I mean, you're young. You're 23. I'm 27. Whatever. Just say the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's, 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 it's like anything. It's, uh, you know, the, when, when you're young, it's, you know, you, you can take the, you can take those chances. And as you get old, older, you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, I have shit to do. And I, I have 20, everybody has 24 hours in a day. And you're like, how do you feel that you have a day job, you have a kid, you have a, you have a wife, you have, yeah. a, husband, you have a dog. You know, you volunteer for shit. You have comedy. You, you work on your own little project, and you and you end up having to juggling all that. And you like your priorities shift pretty much every day. And right. So, and on top of that, you're asked to 
post on social media and do stories on Instagram. And it's, yeah, it's, I, I totally understand why that, that now has turned into a full-time job. You can hire somebody like, okay, well you take over my shit yeah. and you post for me. But, um, but what's, what's weird is like, and I, I brought this up with other comics. I want your take on it. Um, the idea that like everybody is trying to be funny on, on the internet. You get on you get mm-hmm. on Twitter and even on Instagram, everybody's looking for that that one witty comment or witty yeah. reply that's gonna get a bunch of likes. No matter if it's funny or not. It's just and I again, like I said, I'm not gonna knock the attempt at being funny. But you go to YouTube and you read the comments, that's all people trying to be funny. Yeah, they're just trying to be funny. Yeah. They're just trying to be funny. And and you're like, this person could be boring as fuck, you know, in person. Chances are they are. But they, you know, they all want that line. Like if, uh, if uh, I forgot what, what it was. Um, oh, yeah. Daft Punk just split last week. or. Oh, something. wow. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know. Oh, man. I've been writing these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on Twitter, girl. This is. This, I know, I know. This made national news. This made <laughs> Daft Punk after like 23 years. But nobody knew what they looked like. But they just split, right? And then um, everybody was uh, was tweeting the joke. Uh, fuck, what was this, this song? What's the Daft Punk, Daft Punk song? Uh, they're stronger, better. Anyway, there was this one. Faster, like, yeah. One pun about one of their songs. Oh, tonight we're going to get lucky. That one song. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, well, maybe we're just not so lucky. You know, maybe they didn't get it. Didn't turn out to be so lucky. Some shit like that. But yeah, yeah. I saw I saw hundreds of tweets of a variation of that joke, and I'm like, uh, like do something different. Like it's it's uh. So how do you like how how do you what what's your feeling about that? Oh, I think like lately with one of my comic friends. We have been, we'll take like two days out of the week to read the news and try to write jokes about it. But I don't think it's great to try and like, because then it's like, oh, Trump does something. Everybody's trying to write a Trump joke. I'm like, I think it's more authentic to just write about your life and like how you feel about things. Because like a lot of my set, all of my set is like, I mean, I've written, I've done some of the jokes about the news I've like put on stage um, because you have, you got to see if it works or whatever, but I'm like, that's more for working the muscle, you know, Mm -hmm. just to see like, and then hopefully one day get a job as a writer or something. But like, um, I think it's better just to write about your life, especially starting out. I think I read that too in the comedy Bible. Oh, Um, what? Comedy Bible? You know, the, you know, the comedy Bible by Judy Carter? No. Uh, Oh, it's this book. It's pretty famous. And um, it's like kind of how to do stand up. There's like tips and stuff. But I remember one of the things she said was like, um, you know, if you don't, if you're not known yet, just write about yourself. Like, write about, because people want to know who you are and what you're experiencing. Right. But I'm like, I think that's, yeah. Comedy book. Oh, no, yeah. You should do that. Yeah. How long, how long ago did it come out? Is it? It's like old. Oh, okay. You should. It's a really good read. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're you're right because you know people don't know you. You want to introduce and 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 there's a hot topic. I heard a good Kanye West joke uh, the other night. Not Kanye West. Uh, who just crashed his car? Tiger Woods. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. I heard a good Tiger Woods joke, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's not one of those jokes that you can do for a year. You can't. That's the other thing is that like, because me and my buddy, we were writing political jokes every day. And it's like, first of all, that's sad. And then second of all, I'm like, are these jokes aren't going to hold up. Like, yeah. we can try and do this. And it's like, it is a good muscle to work. But I'm like, I want to work on my material. And like, because I'm like, this can, if you write something that resonates with someone that can last for years. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm talking. I'm trying to. I'm sticking to my uh, my son as a school shooter joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you should. Well, it, it, it and it does get old because you you you'll watch um, even like specials, uh, which they I mean they come out. There's so many that come out now, whether it's on YouTube or on uh, you know Netflix or wherever, but. It, it's like okay, you don't. How many Trump jokes can you get? Can you get? And sometimes yeah. it's, it's so current. Then really, you're you're all you're doing is telling what happened, and there's not necessarily a twist to it. Like that, can you believe this happened? Type of joke. And you're like, especially with something like him. I didn't even try writing jokes about Trump because I was like, he's so funny on his own. He does exactly. this crazy it's, stuff. So it's yeah. like it's not worth it. No, it, it, it's really not. It's really not. Um, but yeah, man, it's a step, step your Twitter game up. I know I should. I gotta no, follow. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I think, like, I did a, last night, I talked a little bit about the snowpocalypse. So, like, everybody's talked about it. Yeah. Were you, were you here for that or you're already gone? I literally, it was like the first day it hit. That was the day I was leaving. And I we were scared our flight was going to get canceled that day. But we made it out like right before. Oh, you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You got lucky. And and I so last night I, I talked about it for the first time. And I, I didn't really write anything. I just had like a few ideas. I wanted to I wanted to shoot the shit. Like my, my finger right here. Yeah. Uh, right there. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My, my, my left middle finger uh, got infected. Like right when it hit. Oh my god! And it it doubled in size, and <gasps> I, I was in pain for five days. I couldn't get like prescription or whatever. So I had a That's whole th- horrible. Yeah, I w- it was bad. It, it was bad. Like it 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 ended up draining. It was gross. Good thing it was in the Ew. shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I had a whole thing about yeah. We've all learned about you know not take things for granted like electricity, water, blah blah blah, and the government sucks. Blah blah. I learned that I needed this finger more than I thought. I never take this finger yeah. for granted ever again. And I, I, I even did a, a, a telemedicine with a doctor, and the whole time I had my finger up on the screen like this, like, look, it, it's double in size. It's, 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 it's so funny. Gross. But anyway, really I, I thought funny. I thought I'd try it out and just just for the hell of it, and it went it went okay. Like I'm not mad at it, but yeah, you want to get it's like doing a podcast. If you're doing a podcast about current events, people are not going to go back and listen listen to it. You want to do evergreen. No material so like this interview for example hopefully 10 years from now people will go back yeah sp yeah. is now you know on, on snl or whatever and i better be is that is that what you're trying to do you're trying to be a writer at some point i now writer? i'm like thinking about it because i'm like i think that's where money is and stuff but i just keep in my brain my biggest thing is like man I, how tight would that be to like 
fill out Madison Square Garden or something. So I'm like, I'm just, I feel like such a comic. I'm like, I just want to do shows and be able to travel and do stand up. Like, that's my main goal. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like writing sketches with some of my friends and stuff. And I, I like doing sketches too. So I'm like, I could do either, like, whatever, whatever's comedy related or acting or art stuff. I'm like, I'll do all that. Um, I don't want a real job, a real job. Yeah, I don't, I don't see you at a desk. No, I can't. I can't even sit still that long. Yeah, I'm like rolling around in this chair. Like, hi, how may I help you? Nah, I'm, I'm not. I don't belong here. Fuck that. I'm yeah, out. I'm like, no thanks. I'm out. I can't. Do that. Like, I, I, I know. Eventually, like, I've always been. I've always wanted to entertain in some shape or fashion since I was a little, a little kid. Uh, like doing, I, I used to perform sketches from French comics, like at recess when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Like I would do, I would do the whole character and everything. And, um, you know, and, and, and listening to comics and really, uh, watching them, um, but more importantly, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, I will watch, com- I will watch comics and I just get inspired just by watching them. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I've gone to shows and in the middle of the show, I walk out, I go to the bathroom just to take some notes on my phone because I, I don't want to do yeah. it in, in, front, in front of the comic. And so I know at, that's where I guess the universe is speaking to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm entertained in some shape or form. I mean, between the, the, the events that I put on, um, you know, actually, voice acting would would be very interesting to me. I think. Yeah, for sure. That that would be dope if for a cartoon or some shit like that. That would be that would be a lot of fun. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I do think the writing is where it's at. I think that's where it started. That people have. You know, like in the Patrice O'Neill uh, documentary, you know, Colin Quinn was like, I never seen him with a paper. You just go yeah, up there. Yeah, they have and, different ways of doing it. Yeah, definitely. And there's, there's not really a formula, but like the, the, um, the process itself is really a puzzle where you're trying to figure out, okay, if I, if I deliver this this way and I'm, I right. put my inflection on this word and I make this gesture when I say it and I move left on stage or I hold the mic like this. Uh, or I change this tense or whatever, and you're trying to find the joke that no matter who's in front of you is going to kill. Yeah. It's like a musician trying to get to the ultimate note or the ultimate melody or the ultimate riff or whatever. You're looking for that, and it's very hard to attain. And the very few that have been able to do it, you know, now they don't have anything to prove. Like, okay, well, you're Dave Chappelle now. What, you know, if you bomb, who cares? You're fucking Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to that level. Like people were mad at a. Uh, uh, you saw the the. Um, uh, the Chris Rock. Yeah. Special, the extended cut one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Pretty, it's dope. I mean, I saw it the first time it came out, and then people were like, "Well, well it's it's the same shit." And I'm like, "Do you think Chris Rock has anything to prove at this point?" He doesn't. No, he doesn't care. It's fucking Chris Rock. Like you don't. He's up there already. He, his place is like, what's the word? Man, my, my English is fucking up. That's what happens when I do podcasts in the morning, SP. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but he, he's like solidified in, in comedy history at this point. Like, there's no question. If you still, if you go to a Chris Rock jo- uh, show and then you walk out and you're like, this was not funny. You're like, well, you missed it. 
You yeah. just don't, you just don't yeah, get yeah. it at this point. You got you got nothing. You just go For to sure. opera, go to the movies, catch COVID, stay home. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. but it's not. This is this is not for you. That that you know it it, it sucks. So well, well, actually, how how was COVID for you? Oh, it was bad, but uh, I had it for like a month, Damn. and I was very tired, and it was like I had weird symptoms and stuff. Um, but then, knock on wood, I because I got it at like the beginning because I moved here. And then everything shut down and I got COVID and I was like, oh my God, my life is falling apart. And then uh, when I had COVID, I was just doing Zoom shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. But then I came out of it and not that I don't care. Like I do care. I always wear a mask and whatever, but I'm just sort of like, some comics are so careful. Like they won't do mics and shows and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do everything. And if, if my baby mama knew that I was going out <laughs> to shows and open mics. I hope she never listens to this. God damn it! Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I would get in trouble. You know, I it's uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Like you don't know how long this is gonna last. Nobody has a really solution. You know, I, we're For probably sure. last to get the vaccine anyway. Yeah. So, fuck it. I think people are over it. I mean, that you know, I don't. So is it still? So there are shows going on in New York, despite there's no lockdown, curfew, or anything. There have like always been shows. That's what people don't understand in Austin. They're like, oh, everything's locked down. I'm like, there's so much to do in New York, and there has been. Um, it's like, and now uh, Cuomo let it, it's open. Yeah, restaurants and stuff are open to like 35% capacity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but people always found a way, like we would use different venues. Like we had uh, one place we were just like, oh, this is a church gathering where we literally had like a podium and fuse set up and like we're doing comedy there for a while. Uh, so there have always been shows and mics happening. I get mad when people are like, New York's dying. I'm like, New York is no, very much no. alive. It's, it's not. It's not. I mean, if you come out of 9-11, I think you'll be okay. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm like, this place is like a cockroach. It doesn't, it's just like, keeps coming back. <laughs> It'll never die. It'll be the last thing on earth, but New York. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Cemented. Thank you, Colin. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Solidified. What the fuck back? God damn. <laughs> I actually, I saw, uh, who did a, a, a special on YouTube recently? Oh, Sam Morell. Yeah. He did a whole rooftop oh, I've thing. Met, I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you met him? Yeah, cool dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I really liked his uh, rooftop um, special he put out on YouTube. If, if, maybe that's my dope shit. Or the, I don't know, but yeah, that's that's really nice. Uh, you find ways to do it. You do parking lots. You know, like Bert Kreischer yeah. who sells out like four hundred car parking lots around the country. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking Bert Kreischer. That's 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 what he does. Or you get on rooftops or something. But it that comedy we always find a way. Always. Always and I and, and I, I mean, sure. it, it, it's uh it's a grind, but I but I love it, I love it. It is a grind. Uh, I think what else I wanted to talk about. I don't know. I'm just I'm just shooting the shit here. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, but this this is this is fun. This is do, do you have your own podcast too, or do you, have you been? No, I'm just doing just doing stand up. <laughs> Everything writing, I ask you can just, just so, uh, did, did you did you watch the new uh? Uh, your honor show? No, I just do stand up. 
No, I don't. People are always like, oh, did you see this TV show? I'm like, no, we're either watching specials or nothing at all. Like, and you're living, I don't know. God damn, this is, I do. Yeah, I really do. You are deep. I wonder what it will take for you to like get your head out and just, just for, just for a moment, just to catch air and be like, oh yeah, there's a world going around. I don't know. People have told me for years, like you're going to get burnt out, but I'm like, I'm like, I haven't gotten burnt out. I don't really take breaks. Like, I think if I really need to, I'll take like one day off. But then on that day, I'm like, what do I do? People are like, just relax. I'm like, uh, I can't do that. Comedy? Where's the comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where's the mic at? Well, do you, do you geek out over it? Like when you, when you, uh, I mean, funny is funny, but, um, when you're around a lot of com, a lot of comedy or, you you watch a lot of it you kind of it's kind of it, it's it's not just funny is the baseline right yeah but then from there you go okay uh you start analyzing a lot of it and analyzing okay where's the tag where's the callback you know where's the punchline oh he took yeah. a break here it's like it's like being a dj and you go see other djs play and you're not you're beyond the music at this point you're just analyzing the other dj set like the the selection well, that's the problem yeah, that can be, I do, I have had times where I got exhausted, like over the summer and I was carrying, I'm not, you know me, I'm like not a big person, but I was like carrying the speaker around like four days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hitting all these mics while lugging a speaker through like Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. And, uh, and I was doing, I was like analyzing everybody's set and everything. And I, there came a point where it felt like, um, do you play an instrument or anything? No, I could play into Sandman on the guitar and Mario and piano. So no. Yeah. Well, so you so I, I used to play piano and sometimes like if you practice too much, you start to just like lose rhythm. Like if you're thinking about it too hard. So I felt like that happened to me a little bit over the summer where I'm like, I was doing way too much comedy and it started to be like my jokes. I'm like, what do I write about anymore? Like open mics? Like so that was when I was like, I have to like take a step back. Um, and kind of relax a little bit and maybe do only three mics today. You know what I mean? Like, so there is, I think at some point you have to ease back or like try to just enjoy your friend's sets and stuff and not, or else if you analyze like that all the time, it's very frustrating. I think. No, it it, it really is. And I'm, I've, I've become such a snob about it that even, right. even when I go see like big headliners, um, I saw Fahim uh, Anwar uh, recently. He moved here. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I've seen his stuff on TV before and I'm watching him and he had, he had this one joke about what if you're the first to finish at an orgy? What do you do afterwards? Yeah. And he had like a solid seven minutes of that and I laughed my ass off. And then the rest of the stuff, I was so into how he delivered it. Like what were the things he was doing on stage that I some of the jokes just went over my head and then and and even even as a as a comedian when you when you go to open mics and you know you're you're performing in front of the same motherfuckers you see every day and it's it is the same jokes that you hear over and over again because they're working it out yeah it works and then you maybe you laugh the first time but not not the second or the third or, or or the fourth. At that point, you're like, okay, I've heard this. Unless it's changed a little bit, I laugh. But you're you're so into the 
the the process and the analysis that you you lose it a little bit. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And uh, oh, I felt that. Yeah, yeah. And and you you don't have that gut laugh anymore. Yeah, you see yeah. What I mean, and and that's yeah. what it's about. Like that something can be really funny, but you you don't have that. Oh my god, what the hell? Oh, trash can. Sounds like New York. Or, <laughs> no, I think it's um. It has to be fun. I think because over the summer I got to that point where I was just like doing so much stand up and I was like really trying to get to every mic and show and meet everyone. And like, it was getting really obsessive. And, uh, I, I was like, the reason why you do this, cause it was starting to not be fun. I was like, you started doing this cause it's fun, you know? So I was like, I just want to have fun with it. Like when I write during the day too, I try to have fun and I'm like, kind of, I'll, my writing is like, I do have to write stuff down, but I kind of like talk to myself a lot and like, I'll say it different ways. It feels like I'm doing improv by myself, kind of. Um, but I'm like, that's so fun for me, just being kind of stupid and like, or even like, I feel like my friends, uh, I'm, they're like very naturally funny people too. So I'm like, we'll just be like joking around and one of us says something stupid and we're like, oh, write that down. And you know what I mean? So it's like, now I really try to be, I'm like, I am a comic. Um, but I'm like, I always want to have fun. I'm like, at the end of the day, like that's the goal. Cause that, and then uh, the audience can see, like, if you're not having fun, if you're like rigid up there and you're like, I have to hit yeah. this tag, they don't like that. Yeah, they know true. you're not having fun. They, they, you, you can tell when someone is not having fun, someone's not being authentic either. Yeah. And they're, they're just on stage delivering joke, joke after joke, but it, it, it doesn't have, there's, there's, there's no connection with the audience because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Now, that's sure. why people do, uh, you know, crowd work or, you know, they riffle or if they, if a joke doesn't work, sometimes the, the response to, to your own joke as, as like, as you deliver it, it's funnier than the joke itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that yeah. happens a lot, but, uh, but it's, it's really about how comfortable you can be up there and it's, it, yeah. it, it appears and it sounds and it looks just seamless, effortless, I guess. Is the, For sure. The word. And I, yeah. I have a problem finding my words this morning. God damn it. <laughs> all good, all good. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We're almost, I don't know, maybe an hour or something. Um, what's your uh, what's your dope shit you want to share? Um, so then I just realized, I'm like, I do like other stuff. So this is a, it's like a book of poems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. SD has hobbies. I have, comedy. So I, I, I was like, oh, I like reading. Um, but... So it's kind of, for me, so this book in particular, it's like very feminine. It's like a book of poems. Um, but Mil- I really, yeah. Milk and Honey, but it's like very uh, famous book. And it's sort of like, it's very feminine. And uh, since I've moved to New York, because I think a lot of people, they're like, they'll be like, they'll see me and they're like, oh, you're such a badass. They're like, you're a tomboy. But like, lately this past year i'm like i'm trying to be there's like something very funny about sort of dressing more feminine on stage and having like a feminine side with my tough ass side you know what i mean and i think like that's been very funny for people because i think like as a comic it's like there's so many men in the scene and that can be like toxic in itself and for a while in austin when i was doing comedy i was like oh i have to seem like one of the dudes or I have to be a certain way. And then I realized like, 
no, there's like two parts to me. Like I am a woman and you know, I am like a tough person, but I'm like, it's so important to have to like, you know, just embrace your full self as a person. Mm-hmm. So I think like, I really love, this is like one of my favorite books and it's about being very feeling. And, um, I brought a lot more of that out on stage, like just very being more emotional and being more real and like, and it, it's sort of funny too. Like there's something about my size and like, one of my friends was like, you kind of look dainty when you get on stage, but then you start talking and your voice is like, not what people expect because you're small. So they kind of think like, it's going to be higher pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like sort of two sides to my stand up. I think that I'm trying to play with more. Um, but I think, yeah, in Austin, I was starting to just like, I was like, Oh, I can't be very feminine or whatever. But then moving here, I'm like, Oh, I can. And I should be in like, I think this book in particular throughout my life, I, I think I read it a couple of years ago. Um, and it's just like helped me out a lot. Yeah. You feel, it feels true. You feel like you're being true to yourself. You no, know, by being. Yeah, like, for sure. Well, girl. Cause I am a girl. Yeah. Yeah. You're a girl. Espy's <laughs> a girl. Yeah, yeah. You can't even, you can't ever notice because her, her voice, you can't really tell sometimes. Yeah. You can't tell. You're like, what is going on up there? But that's the thing is that I think for a while I was like pushing that down, especially just because it's like, there'll be like 20 dudes at a mic and just me. But then now I was like, oh, that's what sets me apart from these other people is like, I am a female. And it's like, and I have like a different perspective. Um, so now I'm not trying to like shove that away. I'm like, just be yourself up there. And it's been much more genuine. So you were in heels now? Yeah. No one really? yeah, you guys have never seen me in heels. No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Everyone's like uh, Yeah, well, now I look like trash because I woke up early. Yeah, early for me. But I uh no, I have been, which is funny. Even the comics here, because I came into the scene like baseball cap, whatever, and then yeah. I like changed my style and they were like, Wow, you know, but they were like, It is really funny, especially for a crowd who doesn't know you, because you go up like looking very like classy right and then you get up and you're like oh like just like complaining or being like emotional and um dark i don't think people expect the darkness from me at first but it's been fun yeah i gotta see you in heels yeah creepy. i know everyone it's creepy yeah. as fuck, but <laughs> I gotta, no i know I mean, no it does sound creepy but i understand why because everyone because i remember people were like oh you just don't wear heels and i was like yeah and then i've been wearing them here I wore them like yesterday, but uh, yeah. I'll see you like heels are back. Drag, drag, drag your speaker in the subway in heels. <laughs> I have like an extra pair of shoes ready. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm smart about it. Good, yeah. good, good. Uh, so, that, so the the book is Milk and Honey by what's the author author's name again? R- Rupee Cower. Rupee Cower. All right. Dope. So, uh, my dope shit of the week. There, there's a song I heard it. I listened to this. Um, it's not really. It's a mixed show, like a DJ show. Uh, it's a podcast, really. Um, called Dancehall Station. I'm big on dancehall and Jamaican music since I was a little kid, and it's it, and I've been looking. It's been sucking lately. Dancehall's been. I was, <laughs> are you familiar with dancehall yeah. at all? I didn't know it. No. So, like, you know what Sean Paul, Beanie Man, what those guys do? I know that. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
Um, but it's, it's been sucking lately because one, a lot of the, I grew up with, you know, the bounty killer, the beanie man, Capleton, all those guys, and now yeah. they're getting older. So there's, there's a new generation coming up. Um, and they all sound alike. It's kind of like hip hop to me. Um, yeah. they all sound alike and they all kind of sing, they do the uh, auto tune shit. Um, and it gets old because even the rhythms, all right, I will do dance all one on one really quickly. Yeah, yeah. The way the way dance all works is that there's uh, there are producers in Jamaica who come out with a beat. They call it a rhythm, R I D D I M. And on that rhythm, a bunch of uh artists, actually the artists are called DJs, and they come out and they do a song on the rhythm. So when they release the 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 rhythm as a vinyl, it's a bunch of songs on the same beat by different artists, right? Yeah. That's why uh, no letting go sounds like get busy. Sean Paul's get oh, busy okay. is, is, is yeah, the same yeah. beat. Or uh oh, that, that song Lumity. So yeah. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm giving you references like I think people would <laughs> people yeah, yeah, would notice. Yeah. So, but anyway, and they all the, the rhythms lately for the past maybe ten years have all sounded too R and B ish, and too like it's the same kind of tone. It's not that hard hitting kind of dance hall that was that they used to do. And I've been looking for a song that like. That takes me back to that. That that that's not that's different, really. And so there's a song by Spraga Benz and Wayne Wonder, who are OGs in the in the dancehall game. Uh, Spraga Benz had a song with Lil Kim. Uh, Wayne Wonder is is no letting go. Uh, the song called Rotated. Uh, it came out like four months, a few months ago, and I heard that on this dancehall station uh, mix podcast, I guess. And yeah. it's been on, it's been on, uh, in the loop for the past week. Uh, let's see if we can play it, Colin. Can you play it, share your sound? We just won't play it on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Are you sharing your sound? Hey, that kind of beat just makes you want to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't dance, do you? You do comedy, you don't dance. I don't dance. I don't time for it. (laughs) God damn it. All right, you can stop. We'll, we'll cut that when I put it on YouTube. Man, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm really curious. What is it that's gonna happen? That's gonna distract you from comedy just for a little bit? I just want to. Whenever it happens, please let me know. I really want to know what it know. is. I, I really, I really want to know. Like, what is it? I mean, hopefully not a boyfriend or a job. That, <laughs> we know that's not gonna happen. But like, I don't know. You pick up knitting, or you just for the fuck of it for like two weeks and you realize, nah, this is not for me. Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to know what, what is, what's going to happen that takes you away just for, I just want to know. So at some point, anyway, uh, where, can pe- where can people find you on social medias, all that good stuff? Um, my Instagram is at espionage nine, two, one. Um, if they want to follow my Facebook, I'm not really active on Facebook, but it's SB river Denera. And that's the same for my Twitter, SB Ripdenera. I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram. I post all my shows and I'll like post a bit up here and there. And then Twitter too. It's just like little jokes and stuff. So yeah, that's where they can find me. You have a website yet? Well, I have one, but I haven't updated it in like two years. Uh, we're not sponsored by Squarespace, so I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think Instagram's where it's at. Yeah, so, it is. Have you tried Clubhouse yet? Yeah, it's like stressful though. I'm like, oh, like, I don't you know. Try, you, I don't you like it. On, you tried comedy on there? 
no, I didn't do that yet. But I'm just like one of my friends. I was so mad. I was like another app. Like it's like too much. So I'm not really messing with it right now. All right. All right. I, we'll, we'll talk about that on the, we'll do like an extra thing after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bonus content type shit. We, we can talk a little bit about that. But anyway, as always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere uh, on social media. And uh, yeah, I am more active on Instagram as well. Uh, I actually changed the, the my logo to my face because people didn't know who the hell was behind the feedback for so long. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's, that's me. So I have feedback. Like, that's how you pronounce yeah. my name, you stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, follow us. Uh, make sure you uh, on YouTube too. So I, I put up the the episodes on there. I'm a little bit behind, I know, but like I said, I'm juggling 25 things <laughs> uh, at the same time. So just bear with me. It will be on there. But in the meantime, just subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, like, and again, I'm focusing on comedy, and I'm going through the process myself. I record all my sets, video, and I do a little like feedback on it. Just give myself some, uh, you know, some criticism, uh, and I'm going to be posting those as well. So, thank you so much for tuning in, SP. Thank you. Sure, thank good you for having to, me. Good luck to you in New York. Uh, I'll holler at you when I come up there, or if I come up there. No, oh, no yeah. favors, no favors, <laughs> no favors. Put me at the bottom. I don't give a fuck. But it, it just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're, you you found your shit. But it's going nice. to happen. The universe is going to say something different at some it's point. Gonna, and you're going to pop out. Yeah, yeah, Even if it's just for a day. I just want to see it or know what it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.